This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall, and it's finally here. Tonight is the Rangers season opener. We finally made it there. It was a long, long summer, but the New York Rangers look to repeat off last year's excellencies, one of the best in franchise history, reaching the Eastern Conference Final. And when you look at this team, you know, I think some people think they've, you know, obviously lost some key pieces, but the kids look great. The defense core looks great. Igor Shosturkin is back. I'm so excited for this Rangers season. I am pumped. And uh, a lot of roster moves have happened since uh, our last episode. And as I predicted and thought, Jimmy VC is back. With the New York Rangers, the Rangers signed him to a one-year deal from his PTO from camp. I thought he had a great preseason. I thought he definitely deserved to make the team. And uh, and right now we'll see. He's played on the second line. He's played some fourth lines. So we'll see where he slots in. Uh, but Jimmy Vc back on Broadway. And uh, I was always a Jimmy Vc fan. I got Jimmy Vc jerseys. So uh, maybe have to dust that off uh, for the regular season now. But the Rangers also made a couple other moves. Uh, going back down to Hartford was Rydell Gusev um, Rydell, uh, who I thought actually played pretty well in the preseason, but uh, he was waiver exempt, so it was pretty easy for the Rangers to send him down. And then uh, Johnny Brzezinski goes back down to Hartford. He'll actually be the captain of uh, the Hartford Wolfpack this year. Uh, so he got through waivers. And also the biggest name was Julian Gauthier going down. You know, the Rangers held on to him last year. 
They are worried a team could claim him this year. Uh, you know, they took the risk, put him through, and uh, he was not claimed. He got down to Hartford. So uh, I think it's a great spot for him. I think he needs some time in the American Hockey League. I think he needs to develop a little bit more. He's got a ton of skill, a ton of speed. He's got to put it all together. And I think uh, being in Hartford is a great spot for him playing top-line minutes and he's getting more experience. And if he for the Rangers, he gets a little bit more trade value too. Yeah, that's a positive as well. Uh, other than that, uh, Matt Barkowski, who was in camp on a PTO, was released from his PTO, but he may be returning because Jared Sonority, who was sent down uh, on waivers along with Julian Gauthier, was claimed. So the Chicago Blackhawks put a claim in on Jared Sonority, which means the Rangers only have one defenseman in Hartford with NHL experience. That's Andy Walensky uh, with, I think, 46 games of NHL experience. That's it in Hartford from the decor. Uh, so I can see the Rangers trying to bring back Barkowski on an American Hockey League deal just to have another guy in Hartford with NHL experience just in case of emergency. Libor Hayek is the seventh defenseman, uh, but you know it would be nice to have maybe one more guy there with NHL experience. Um, you know, we, Obviously, Matthew Robertson's there, who you think would probably get one of the first chances to show what he can do uh, at the NHL level if there is an injury, but... Uh, I do think the Rangers might look into bringing a, a guy in with some NHL experience down there in Hartford just to give him you know, a little bit more depth in the defensive area. Uh, but all in all, I mean, I love this Rangers team. I think it's going to be a constant conversation about Vitaly Kratzoff and where he's going to fill in. Right now he's playing second line as of this last practice. We'll see when the game lines come out tonight, who's actually there. Um, and our guest this week is my good friend, Colin Stevenson, who does an unbelievable job covering the team for Newsday. And we get into all that big time Rangers preview. He didn't want to give predictions. We did some over unders and tricked him into doing some predictions. Uh, no, it was great. So th that was fun doing that and some other stuff that, uh, you know, just talk about the, the new guys on the team and just the, the general feel around the team and, and some good Jacob Trooper talk. So a uh, great interview there with Colin coming up, but Tonight, the Rangers host the Tampa Bay Lightning, the team that eliminated them in the playoffs last year. And I think it's important for Ranger fans to kind of take note, you know, it's game one. You know, last year, the Rangers got beat up pretty bad game one against Washington. And that was the whole revenge game. And on national TV, again, tonight's on national TV. If the Rangers lose tonight, it is not the end of the world. Boy, would I love to see them open season with a win but let's not overreact ranger fans if they lose there's 81 more games coming up so uh you know that was one thing i remember from last year where ranger fans were really discouraged after the, the first game you know it, the team was fine <laughs> one of the best teams in rangers franchise history uh so just remember that if the rangers do lose game one there's a lot more coming up uh, i also want to thank a lot of our listeners reached out after 100th episode and i cannot thank everyone enough it was awesome to hearing from so many people that have been following the show for a long time and some people who are brand new to the show. Uh, so I do want to thank all those people who did reach out. I really appreciate that. And uh, it was awesome having Steve Larmer on. And I feel like everyone's like, oh, you got to get more 94 guys on. Listen, if I can get every 94 guy on, I would. It's very tough to track guys down. Uh, but, yeah, I, I will try my hardest to get more and more guys from the 94 Cup team on. I know people love hearing uh, all their stories and everything. But, I do want to get into some predictions and some thoughts for this year. Going into my first prediction, as Colin and I talk about 
It's Alexis Lafreniere's twenty-first birthday tonight, opening night. He's scoring a goal tonight. That is my prediction for Game One. Alexis Lafreniere scoring a goal tonight on his birthday. Uh, I think uh, I think you can book that if you uh, maybe go to our sponsor, our DraftKings Sportsbook, and maybe put uh, some money on that. Cause I think I think he might get it done on his twenty-first birthday. But uh, I was looking at some over/unders on DraftKings Sportsbook. They got Chris Kreider over under 40 and a half goals. I think he goes over. I think uh, I think he's right now, he's found, obviously last year, 52 goals. I think he knows exactly what his job is. And I think it took a couple years for him to, you know, score in the high 20s and kind of get close to that 30 mark. Now that he's broken through it, him and Mika have uh, basically, they think together now. So uh, I think he's going to continue to just be a power, just, I mean, you don't have to score 30 goals last in the power play alone. I think he scores at least 20 power play goals again. And I think he gets the 40 goal mark and, and goes over the 40 mark. I would say he lands around 44 to 45 goals this season. Uh, the next over under was Mika Zibanejad over under 36 and a half. This might be a little high. I can see Mika scoring 30. Um, I know he kind of found that sweet spot later on in the year on the power play with a slap shot uh, that he was ripping during the playoffs. If he can score 15 to 17 goals on the power play, maybe he can get to that number. That's going to be tough for Mika. I think he lands probably in the 35-goal range, maybe just under that. Now, the guy who I think is going to go over his number also is Artemi Panarin, who's at 28.5. I think he scores 30 this year. I think Panarin last year played a little bit too conservative. He said himself... And he had a quote-unquote down year and still had 95 or 96 points, whatever it was. So I think he looks to shoot more. I think not having a consistent right wing, it's going to be Kratzoff. It's going to be maybe Kako, maybe Lafreniere. Who, who knows who's going to end up on that wing? It could be Barkley Goodrow for all we know. Uh, it could be Jimmy Vesey. You know, I think having an, a guy not permanently on that the other wing, I think he's going to shoot more this year. And I think Trocek is a little bit more skilled than Ryan Strom. And I, I think he chips in a little bit more offensively as well and, and helps Panarin hit that 30-goal mark this season. I, I really think so. I think Panarin hits 100 points this year. I think he hits 100. I think Adam Fox goes over 80, 80 points. Um, that was another one that Colin and I brought up. I think Fox goes over 80 points. I think Keandre Miller could get close to 40 points. I am buying all the Keandre Miller stock. He looks phenomenal. Um, I, I would love to see him more get more minutes with Fox in the first pairing. I know I love Ryan Lingren. Believe me, I love Ryan Lingren. He is the heart and soul of that decor. But late in games, tie or down by one, I think it would be great to see Fox and Miller go out there for a little bit more of an offensive punch on that first line. Just, just to see. Just to see how that does. I know he, they got into it. Uh, a little bit. They got into a um, the Islander game as a pairing, and you know it wasn't you know didn't really stick out. But I would love to see that pairing maybe go out there late in games, just trying to give the Rangers a little bit of an offensive punch towards the end of a game that they need to tie or uh, try to go with the win. You're not losing anything defensively, really. They're very good defensively as well. Uh, so I think that would be maybe something the Rangers could look at. I I would like to see my guy Zach Jones maybe play more power play two. I know Jacob Trouba is out there, and again, we get into all this kind of talk with Colin. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of young kids in the second power play, so maybe Trouba being out there is good. Kind of as like the uh, the dad on the blue line, 
to make sure there's no crazy turnovers or anything. But I like to see, or even Keandre out there. I like Truba. I know they like that he's a shooter first for that second line. But Zach Jones did a really good job in the preseason when he did quarterback when Fox was, you know, they rotated games in and out. And when Fox was out, he was the QB for number for the first power play. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, so I like to see him get maybe more power play minutes to see what he can do. I just think he's so highly skilled. Um, it'd be a shame to leave him on the bench. I know Truba's got a very hard shot. Does a fine job on the power play and the second unit, but I just think last year not a ton of production from that power, the second power play unit. Again, they weren't getting a ton of ice time because the first power play unit was so good. They're either scoring before it was two minutes were up, or they're playing you know a minute thirty of the two minute minor while they're out there. So I know there wasn't a ton of time for the second unit, but you know they really had very few goals um, when the the first unit left the ice in the power play. So. That's one thing I would like to see as well. And then Igor Shosturkin, I think the question is how many games does he play? Uh, probably in the 60-game range. He played at 53 last year, I believe it was, around 50-something. He got, Obviously, he was out for almost a month with an injury. Um, but I can see him playing 60 games. I don't think the Rangers are going to push him to like a Henrik Lundqvist 70-goal, 70 70-game 70 range. I think you have Halak there for a reason, a veteran guy who come in, start a few games here and there be you know a calming influence there for Igor and I think you want him as healthy as possible for a cup run too uh come the spring so I think Igor around 60 games um and hopefully that keeps him healthy keeps his legs healthy for the postseason um and uh and I think Halak is a great addition I know Gorgiev's a good goalie for some reason he struggled sometimes and more of a backup spot start role he was mu you know much better when he knew he had a week or two of games where he was gonna start every game you know, some goalies just have a, you know, are mentally built that way. Uh, so, Halak, I think, is an upgrade in that sense. You know, Gorgiev could go out and have a, a top 10 Vesna season out in Colorado. It's a great team. He's a solid goalie. He'll know he's a starter out there. Um, so, I'm not saying he's a better goalie, per se, than Gorgiev. I think better backup situation with Halak there uh, for Igor and the Rangers. I, I like the signing. I think it's a good move that Chris Drury made. And every move Chris Drury has really made has been very good. So um, I am pumped. I am so excited for tonight. And uh, I was excited at Colin on. This episode, uh, this interview will fire you up, get you ready for this season. So uh, enjoy the interview with Colin. Enjoy tonight's game. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great one. So, uh, But before we, we send our interview to Colin, I do want to tell you about our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, and you get $200, sorry, $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to your usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Listen, New York football is killing it right now. The Giants are 4-1. The Jets have a winning record. I think it's the first time in 150 years that both New York teams have a winning record. So it is the Bills are great up in Buffalo. So all the New York teams are doing awesome. So make sure you go bet on the New York team. And to make things even sweeter, go throw down on a stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So go and download DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code BROADWAY to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place just a $5 bet on any football game. That's code BROADWAY at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see show notes for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you live in New York, please call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. All right, we're now joined by our good friend coming back, I think, for a third time now. as now saying job covering the New York Rangers for Newsday. Colin Stevenson, thanks so much for joining us again. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hey, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is fun. Fun times. Uh, season's about to start and uh, it's exciting. Let's go. I think third time guest, you might be the high watermark now. I think you're the first three time member. So congratulations on, uh, on that exclusive wow. club. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Until Vince finds out and he'll come on, you know, again for his third time. And then you have to share this on the spotlight with him. Oh, all right. Well, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with Vince. It's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, when people listen, him, so, yeah. so it'll, be, it'll be better. Funnier, better looking, all the above, you know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when people listen to this tomorrow, it's Rangers game day, game one. Uh, we're finally here. Uh, how excited are you to be done with this long summer and back in the rink? Well, uh, first of all, I should say I had a wonderful summer. Um, and and I will say that the Rangers had a good summer too, because it wasn't a long summer. I mean, they went to the Eastern Conference final, so that made it a relatively short summer in hockey terms. And that's what you want, obviously. You want obviously you want the shortest summer possible. I mean, you want to go to the Stanley Cup finals. They didn't quite get there, but I'd say it was a good summer for for them, and it certainly was for me. But uh, but yeah, it's that time of year. It's starting to get cool out. Um, you know, the Mets are eliminated, so you know, <laughs> which is too bad, but uh but no, it's time. It's time. It's just time to get going. Yeah. And we talked, obviously, during the summer about the uh, acquisitions of Trocheck and everyone else. But from training camp, you were there, you know, every day was waiting on your updates and everyone else's updates there. Uh, anyone to you really stand out this camp? Uh, well, uh, Kako. Yeah. I, I liked what I saw from him. I mean, he's the one that, that really jumps out uh, of anybody and Phil and, uh, and, uh, you know, those, those three guys and, and, mm-hmm. laugh too. Uh, and Keandre. So those would be the guys that stood out for me. Now it is preseason, you know, as you know, uh, you know, I mean, and Gallant himself was like, look, man, nobody's like dropping down to block shots and, you know, they're not busting their ass. I can say ass on your podcast, right? You can say anything you want. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know, guys aren't busting their ass or, you know, not blocking shots and things like that. So you wouldn't necessarily need to see the big boys doing crazy stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, but to see Kako um, play well throughout camp and then, you know, finish with three goals in the last two games was uh, I thought really, really good. Uh, he's a kid. Uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit in the past three years, real sweet kid but confidence is a big, big deal for him. And, you know, he's, he's gone through 
periods where he can't buy a goal and, you know, and he gets down on himself and, and when he scores a goal, he's so much happier and he plays so much better. So I think even though it's the preseason, I think it was good for him to get those couple goals at the end there. And I think, uh, you know, I think um, I like his chances for having a good season, especially if he's going to play on the top line with Mika and Kreider. Yeah. And I think we saw a little bit of that last year and then he got hurt or where he was. And then he never so, went back to that. Right. Well, what happened was obviously last year um, and it's the same problem this year, actually, they have one top six right wing on the roster. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and it was him. And so I think, I think last year he started on third line with, with, the, with no last year. I think he started, he, he started, started Panarin last that, year. Yeah, he started with Panarin, and uh, and you know, listen, if you he played fine, and um, and that line was okay. And if you if you looked at, you know, and I'm not a big analytics guy, I'm not a big uh, you know advanced stats guy, but if you looked at their analytics, that line was better with him at right wing than it was with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And he was playing very well. And at some point, Gallant decided to move him up with Mika and Kreider. And he was playing well with them too. And, and that line was better with him than, than, than with anyone else. And then when he went down, it was just a mess. Right. Um, and, and then at some point they moved Lafreniere from the left wing to the right wing to play with Mika and Kreider. And that worked well too. And that's what we all assumed that that's what would happen this year. And it's, and it's still may, and it still probably will um, just because Laugh is, uh, is, you know, he should be in the top six as opposed to being the third line. Um, but in order to do that, he's going to have to switch to the right wing. So I think we all think that that's eventually going to happen. But, but you know, Kako, I think, can play with anybody, you know, on that right side. And uh, right now he's starting out, it looks like, with, uh, you know, with Mika and Kreider. Um, and I, I think uh, I have high hopes for that line to be good because I, I do think that Kako's good and I think, you know, I think this is going to be a big year for him. Fourth year um, in the league. Uh, he's 21 now, going to be 22. I think he's in a good place, and I think uh, I think he's poised to have a big year. But a lot of kids are poised to have big years. I mean, I think Lafreniere got 19 goals last year, finished strong. I think he's going to have a big year. Heedle, we saw what he did in the playoffs. I think he's going to have a big year. I think Keandre, you know, based on what I've seen this preseason, you know, on top of what he did in the second half of last year, I think he's poised to, to take another big jump. So, you know, I, you know, they're young players, you know, I, I, I'm excited to see what, uh, what happens with those guys. Yeah. I am buying all the Keandre Miller stock available in the market. I think he's going to have a monster season. I mean, we saw it for the playoffs last year, his confidence just soared to the roof, him getting more involved offensively, him using his body more, He's just so fast for defensemen. I, I think it's surprising. I don't know if it's surprising the guys because they probably have seen him already, but kids six foot five and he, the speed he can bring the puck up the zone is incredible. And even in the small amount of preseason games we saw him, he just looks so much more confident than he was at the beginning of last year. And I, I, I just think he's going to have a great season for the Rangers. And I know there's a lot of fans of the Fox and Lindgren bromance on the first pairing, but I. <laughs> I would love to see Miller and Fox maybe out there third period when they need a goal situation and have those two guys out there. I just think that I think Keandre's offensive skill is really shining through now. Yes. Uh, I think that's, that's probably a good way to look at it too. Like down a goal. Um, 
you know, late in the game, you know, when you want to, you really want to create something offensively, that's not a bad idea. You know, we did get a look at them in the preseason game against the Islanders. Um, I, you know, I, I, I had a hint that that was coming at the practice the day before um, Ryan Lindgren didn't practice. He was still nursing some sort of a lower body injury. Uh, and uh, Jacob Trupa, who had missed practice the day before was back at practice, but you know, it didn't seem like he was, taking a regular shift he was sort of rotating in with the with the bottom three guys um and and keandre was playing with fox a lot in that practice and i and i i talked to the both of them about it and you know it, it is an exciting kind of a, a a thought to see those two together um at some point and it you know we don't know i mean we're, we're gonna see them together at some point i'm sure but yeah i like i like that thought of you know, down a goal late in the game, you know, needing to do something, change it up, you know, putting those two together and seeing what happens. I think that's, uh, that is something that, that we could very well see. Now, Truba gets named captain this summer. Uh, I think it, it seems as though when everything came out, like that was kind of the guy that the team thought was the captain per se, or, you know, the kind of how they felt there was a leader in the locker room. Uh, did you see any of that in the preseason, him take any extra leadership roles or the kind of the role along as what you've seen the last couple of years? I think, you know, I, I, I was on the Truba bandwagon all of last year, actually. I thought um, going into last year, I, I, I thought I saw him start doing that um, in, in the latter half, uh, latter third of the year before last. And so, you know, when they were saying, Hey, we're going to have a captain this year, you know, going into last training camp, I, was convinced that that it was going to be him. They ended up not, you know, naming a captain last year, obviously, and went with the six alternates. Um, and uh, but no, I I never had. I, I've been on that bandwagon that he was the best choice. And you know, listen, you have a lot of worthy candidates. I think Mika could be a great captain. I think Kreider could certainly be a great captain. Um, I think Adam Fox is destined to be a captain someday, mm -hmm. but for right now, I, I felt like uh, Truba was, was the one and, and needed to be the one. So um, yeah, not surprised at all. And um, you know, if you talk to the guys about what makes him uh, you know, the obvious choice, it's, it's not necessarily the stuff that he does on the ice. It's the stuff that he does away from the ice, bringing people together and talk to uh, um, Goudreau uh early in camp and you know asking him about you know Truba being a captain and he said you know Truba was the first one to text him when he signed or when he got you know when he got traded when the Rangers traded for him so you know that kind of thing goes a long way with the teammates you know um reaching out to guys you're always open for communication and stuff and whenever they do team bonding stuff it's always Truba that that uh organizes it apparently so I think for the players it was a you know it was a dunk to you know to that guy and then, so you guys are back in the locker room now, first time in a yeah, while. Yeah, it's COVID. really exciting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so how's that going, getting back in there and actually able to ask guys questions they're facing instead of a podium? Yes, so that's that's excellent. And I think most of us, and I've talked to, you know, I've talked to Vince and Molly and, and, and Larry Brooks, um, and I think what most of us have been doing for this, this preseason is we're just going up and talking to guys and having shoot-the-breeze conversations just to kind of reintroduce ourselves to them and introduce ourselves to the new guys, you know, um, and, and, you know, we're not, you know, we're not the enemy, you know, we're just here trying to, you know, do a job and, and, uh, and write interesting stories and write accurate stories and stuff. And, and I think it's good on both ends, you know, they become comfortable with us being in the room. 
Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing you, you could see, like, <laughs> we're all splitting up and talking to different guys most days, right? Um, so after, what is it, two years of of us all writing the same story <laughs> every day because we all had access to the same people, you know, you're going to start to see us write different stories on different days. Um, and, and I think that's good for everybody. And, it, and you know, it's good for them too. And it's good. It's good for the Rangers. It's good for their marketing. It's good for Gallant. I mean, it's, it's just good for everybody. And I'm, and I'm so happy that, uh, that we're back in there. I know you and I joked around it, uh, you know, after a loss, you either get Mika or Kreider out there and probably in Truba sometimes as well. Those are the three right. they rotate after a loss. So it'd be good to actually get you in the locker room so you can talk to, you know, someone else on those three that are give you, they give you the corporate line of, uh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, we got to work harder, you know, blah, blah. So it'd be nice to get in there and uh, hear some other thoughts from players as well. Well, we'll get that for maybe the first <laughs> couple of weeks. And after that, guys are going to start hiding like <laughs> in the old days. Uh, but no, it's, it is, it is good. I mean, you know, it's, it, one of my favorite stories that I love to tell is uh, one of the favorite stories that I wrote, I don't know, three years ago now, I guess, certainly before the pandemic. And, and I walked in there with, with no plan and no idea what I was going to do. And I, and I happened to see Pavel Buchnevich sitting at his locker and I just went over really to say hello, you know, and I, you know, just chatting. I wasn't planning on interviewing him. And I said, how are things going? And he was like, they're terrible. I haven't scored a goal in 18 games or something like that. So I ended up talking to him about the fact that he was, he was in a bad place at headspace wise, uh, not having scored a goal in 18 games. And he scored a goal that night. There you go. Like, you know, I was like, all right, well, you know, so I really love that story. And I think the next day I went in and I talked to Philip Heedle. And he also hadn't scored a goal in a while and he ended up scoring the next game. And so, you know, the, the day after that, I went in and I looked at Heedle and he just kind of smiled at me. And, and so now, you know, one day last week I went over and I was talking to him, you know, about whatever. And he goes, I said, Oh, can, you know, you got a minute. Can I talk to you? And he goes, yeah, I need you to talk to me because I need to score a goal. I haven't scored a goal all three seasons. So, you know, you can just kind of get around and, and, uh, and joke around with these guys and, and, and they can be at ease and they make you laugh sometimes too. Some of them are really funny guys. Are any of the new guys, not too many new guys on this roster, but any of the new guys uh, stick out to you from a personality standpoint? Well, uh, I, I, from a personality standpoint, I, I don't know yet. Um, I, Spoke to Trocek today, spoke to him the first day, spoke to him a couple times. I mean, it seems like, you know, still kind of feeling his way out a little bit. Um, I haven't spoken to Ryan Carpenter. I just haven't gotten around to it. I spoke to Yaro Halak um, last week, I think on Friday, you know, the day before the Islander game, um, just to kind of introduce myself and stuff like that. Um You know, Trocek, obviously, I mean, he's here on a big contract, free agent signing and, and, you know, he's gonna we know where his, his position is in the team and stuff so he seems to be a guy who you know is not necessarily holding court but i mean he'll joke around he seems pretty at ease in the locker room he doesn't seem hi everyone i'm dr john white webmd's chief medical officer and host of the spotlight on series from webmd's health discovered podcast for this special two-part episode you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. 
I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF like a new guy trying to fit in or trying to be quiet and, and wait till people come to him. And he seems like he's part of it already, but you know, he came early and he skated with those guys all summer. And, and so maybe he knows those guys a little bit better. Maybe the fact that he played in Florida uh, with Gallant as the coach years ago, you know, that helps as well. Um, but he seems to be, you know, the most at ease of any of the new guys. Um but in terms of, you know, personality, I mean, you know, he hasn't made me laugh yet, but, you know, I've only talked to him a couple of times and, you know, we've got plenty of time for that to develop. Um, I think the biggest question right now is Kratzoff and, you know, yeah. where he fits in. Yeah. He was kind of like on that 13th forward line the last couple of days, but today he's back on the second line. Uh, is that where you think he might give it a shot for a couple of games or I, I, know, so. yeah. I know he's been practicing with, Panarin post-practice on his one-timers and everything yeah but yeah is that where he fits I don't I mean it, it's where he fits if he can produce yeah. um I think it you know it's as we said earlier it, you know they have one top six right wing right now um and Kravtsov is in the top six just because they feel like it'll be good for him to play with Panarin and I and I agree with that and I think he'll start out there um and if he produces, then he can stay there for a while. Um, if he doesn't produce, then I can see them dropping him down um, to the third line, um, maybe play with Phil um, and take some pressure off of him. Mm-hmm. Because there's pressure when you play with Panera. I mean, you know, the guy does what he does. And, you know, if you're up there and you're not contributing and not helping him, it, you know, then there's, you know, that's, that's, that's a tough pressure to deal with. So, I think he'll get a shot up there. Um, you know, I, I think it makes perfect sense to do that, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's a short leash, leash necessarily, but um, I don't think it's going to be a season long thing. I mean, I think uh, if he doesn't produce then you know, they'll drop him down. And at some point I do believe that Alexis Lafreniere is going to switch to right wing and play in the top six. I mean, I just think that it, it makes the most sense because he needs more ice time that he's going to be able to get on the third line. So I do think at some point that'll happen. And at that point, Kravtsov will probably have to drop down to the third line. So I expect that to happen. But for now, I think the best spot for him is, is on the same line as Panarin, you know, Panarin's taken, you know, he, <laughs> I talked to him to uh, Kravtsov uh, one time and he, he said, he's like, it's like having his dad on the team, you know, he's kind of <laughs> looking out for him and teaching him stuff. And um, so I think it's the best spot for him to start, but you know, I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a whole season thing. How much joy 
do you and the rest of the beat writers get out of putting the lineups in or the the practice lines in and just waiting <laughs> for the Ranger Twitter to just go overboard? I last week I forget who who was I think it was when VC took the first line right uh, and and Twitter just exploded. Yeah, and I was just waiting for it. I, you must love that. You must as soon as I you do. guys get a small wrinkle of something, I know you cannot wait to tweet it out. I, I do. It's, it's, it's fun actually. And then when, you know, it was interesting today, I got a kick out of today when we tweeted the lines and, and somebody re- responded to me, I actually like these lines. What am I going to do now? <laughs> you know? That's the thing where people just like to complain about, you know, uh, why is Hayek still here? And, you know, this guy is still here. And why is this guy playing with that guy and stuff? And, and the guy was like, you know, I mean, and I, and I, and I give it to a guy, you know, all right. Yeah. I like these, these make sense to me. You know, what am I going to do now? I mean, and it's, but yeah, no, we get a kick out of, uh, out of seeing, you know, overreactions uh, 10 minutes after you, you, you know, you tweet something, even in a game, like, you know, people always have something to say. And, you know, I mean, it's that you and I were talking about before we started this, you know, the opening night lineup even is not going to be, it, you know, whatever we see tomorrow night on opening night or Tuesday night on opening night, it's not going to be the same in all likelihood when, when the playoffs start. So, you know, there's going to be changes and stuff. It's a long season, 82 games. He's going to move some people around. So, you know, it's it's topic for discussion. And, uh, you know, overreaction makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I saw your bold statement on our Twitter account. I mean, <laughs> your Colin's bold statement for the year is that the game one lines won't be the same as game one of the playoffs. That's his bold statement. Yes, for the year. that's my prediction. That's <laughs> your prediction. <laughs> Even Vince had a comment saying that was bold. So everyone, you know, everyone knows that. Calm that's down. Really going on a limb there. <laughs> that, that, well, you know, it, it's funny because I was I was on uh, I was on Andrew Gross's Islanders podcast. You know, Andrew Gross is the. Is, yep my colleague at Newsday who covers the Islanders and he does a, a, an Islanders podcast. And, and after the preseason game Saturday, we recorded a podcast and uh, I was trying to get out of not making a pick for the, for the cup, you know, and he wouldn't let me. So he, he kind of bullied me into making a pick, but other than, I don't like making predictions because you know, they can only go wrong. Who'd you take? Um, after much, I, I didn't have a strong feeling on it. Um so I kind of talked myself into Calgary. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think they got better. They got much. I think they got much better. This I, I think, well, it, yeah, I think they are better. And I think, um, look, I mean, I, they pivoted really, really quickly when, when those two guys left and, uh, and they did well for themselves to replace both of them. Um, and, uh, and, you know, they still have everything else that's in place. I mean, they still have Jacob Markstrom in the goal and, uh, you know, Huberto coming in from Florida. I mean, he had a tremendous season last year. So, I mean, I think they'll get, they'll get the same production that they, they would have gotten from those, you know, the two guys that left. Um, and so, yeah, why not? You know, I mean, I, I picked Colorado three years in a row. They finally won it last year. Um, I don't want to pick them again. So I was looking for, you know, for somebody new and that's who I settled on. And people will take that as you don't like Gorgiev. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everyone can quote tweet that Colin yeah. Stevens does not believe in Alexander Gore gives no please don't <laughs> do that I actually like I enjoyed speaking with, with Alex um you know you know before the whole COVID thing back when we had locker room access and I could go in there and talk to people he was one of the guys I spoke to often actually because 
you know, he's always sitting there and nobody was interviewing him. So it was always a guy you could go over to and just chat about, you know, stuff that had nothing to do with anything. Do the Rangers well, ever I wish make... Him, I wish him well is, is, is ultimately what I'm saying. Yeah. Do the Rangers ever make the assistant coaches available for interviews too or no? No, no, never. No? The only, the only time we've ever not spoken to the head coach is when the head coach has COVID. Yeah, <laughs> and they okay. bring up... And they bring up uh, Knobloch from, you know, Hartford. So, um, no, no, they don't. Uh, that's just their policy. And, and it's fine. Like, we say hello in passing. You know, I've exchanged, you know, pleasantries with uh, – you see a lot of uh, of Benny Allaire. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, if there's uh, any chance to kind of get like a spotlight on him. I would love to hear just some yeah. of his – he's like the, like the mystery man behind the behind the mask kind of a deal. Yes, yes. He's, uh, you know, and I've talked to him, you know, not at length, but I've talked to him, you know, you know, in the press boxes, you know, you sit next to him or whatever, and you talk to him and stuff. But no, he's never gonna sit for an interview or anything like that. So uh, that's unfortunate. And, you know, most of, but you know, it's, it's interesting, because you can ask him stuff or make a little small talk. Uh, I, you know, Vince uh, was wondering with, um, uh, with, with um, what's his name, Domingue, you know, in, in training camp, he's he's a lefty goalie, right? I mean, carries his stick in the left hand and catches with the right. Um, and so Vince just kind of wondered out loud one day, like, you know, when's the last time they had a, had a lefty goalie? And, you know, and has, has uh, Benny ever coached a lefty goalie? And so I saw Benny and, you know, I actually saw him in the locker room, you know, and just in passing. And I just, I, I happened to ask him, I'm like, you know, have you ever, coached a lefty goalie and said oh yeah his first year as a goalie coach in Montreal they had three lefties so you know so that kind of stuff is interesting um but no to sit for an interview and, and have him go over you know who his favorite guys are and you know what his philosophies are no that's not gonna happen I don't think you gotta ask right you, you gotta see right. <laughs> <laughs> no you know who's a nice guy too I think is Gord Murphy um, he's always uh, pretty friendly and smiling and saying hello and stuff when he walks by and you know I, I remember I covered uh, no, I didn't cover. The, I did cover the Flyers actually at one point. Um, so I remember him as a player, uh, but, you know, he seems like a pretty good guy. Now coming to this year, obviously last year, the Rangers were going through this quote unquote rebuild. And that last year was kind of be that first year Dolan wanted to make the playoffs and they make all the moves in the offseason by getting, you know, moving uh, Davidson out and Kishuri coming in. And is there a different sense to you? In this, like, I guess from Chris Drury, maybe even from Gallant coming into this year, is there a different sense of urgency than last year? Is there more of a focus, you feel like? I think the attitude is is obviously different. I think they knew or were fairly certain they were going to make the playoffs last year. Um, and in many ways, you know, they were set up real well. They had the cap space and they knew they were going to be able to make some moves at the deadline, too. So, I mean, that you know, they were, you know, they had a lot to feel good about. Um, but it's amazing that the attitude has gone from hoping to be good and, you know, kind of thinking that they should be good to now they know they're good. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, not that they're going to get back to the Eastern conference final. I don't know that you can necessarily predict that because it's a playoffs and it's the NHL playoffs. That's why we love it. I mean, anything can happen, but they are good. I mean, I expect them to, you know, be challenging for the division title again. I expect them to be, you know, a hundred point team, hundred plus point team again. Um, they know they're good. And, and I think it, it makes a difference and, you know, they know their kids are going to be, uh, 
taking a step up and stuff like that. So it's it's a definitely a a different vibe in the room now than than it was last year or, or a couple of years ago. A different, a little different than predictions. This is a, an over under for you, okay? Yeah. So no, no, no. This is rapid fire. What you think, okay. <laughs> over under, right? Oh, no, That's how no, we're getting no. around we, this. We want to call it a prediction. No, this okay. is how we're getting around this. Okay. Chris yeah. Drury. I mean, sorry, Chris Kreider over yeah. forty goals. Over under forty goals. Uh, I would say under. Under. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's gonna be twenty eight goals, but. You know, I would say if he has a 37-goal year or a 38-goal year um, and other people pick up stuff around him, I think that'll be just fine. I mean, you can't you can't assume he's going to get 52 again. So mm-hmm. I will go under, yeah. Panarin over under 30. Uh, I would say he's going to go under 30. But again, same kind of deal. I mean, like it doesn't. his points are going to be where they are. I mean, yeah. last year, and I think he'll have – 96 or you know in that neighborhood again this year but i think you know trocek is going to score you know you can expect trocek to score more than you could expect strome to score so that's why i think uh you know panera will probably have more assists fox over under 80 points over okay i like that yeah uh keandre over under 40 points (sighs) you know it's interesting. I, I think that's the number, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I could go either way as of right now, he's not on either of the, the power play units. So it's difficult for me to say that he's going to go over 40 without power play time. So I guess I will say under, but I would expect that he's going to be in the eight, 10, 11 goal range. Mm-hmm. Lafreniere over under 25 goals. I'd say right around there, but probably I'll I'll go over. Okay, good. All right, nice, nice. And then uh, Igor over under Vesna. Um, I think it's tough to win it back to back, and uh, so I guess I would say under. I'd say probably not this year. That doesn't mean he's gonna be any less great i just think that you know winning the vezina back-to-back is something i i would not predict so i would say under rangers team points over under 106 over nice okay i mean do you agree with this stuff by the way i mean like i'm agreeing i'm writing it down i'm I'm writing it down out here making these these predictions <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're not they're not predictions predict- colin they're over-unders they're not oh, predictions okay. all right okay. I, you said you didn't want to do predictions that's how we're getting around it <laughs> okay i think all right i want to go also uh, i think Kreider goes over i think Kreider goes over 40. Go over 40 okay i think he'll be in the 44 45 goal range okay okay i think panarin is over 30 Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. 
I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started Betfred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetfredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I think he's going to look to do more dumb shit on the blue line, like he said, and he's going to score. I think he's going to shoot more this year because they're going to have a Kratzoff or a Goodrow probably on the other side of him. Yeah. And I think he's going to have to shoot more. All right. I think That's he's fair. over. See, I, I think, think at some point he's going to have a Lafreniere on the other side. See, yeah. and that's why I think Lafreniere is over 40, over our 25 goals. I think. Yeah, yeah, but I'm with you on that. Yeah, I like that. I think it's be very tough for you to repeat as Vesna. That was my way of getting around to see if he was safe. He was going to repeat the Vesna trophy returning back to back. I think Keandre will probably be under 40 because of the play, the power play time, like you said. Right. I think if he somehow gets to that first pairing with Fox somehow this year, maybe there's a chance he can get to that 40. I just think he's going to have a large jump in his production this year. Um, yeah, I think he's going to score more goals because yeah. because of that skating ability and because he's aggressive now. I talked to him about this. I haven't written it yet, but it's one of those things where you talk to guys and you collect all this stuff, and I, I, I don't have the space or the time to write all of it. But one of the things I talked to him about is, is you know, does he have a more aggressive attitude offensively? And he admitted that he does. Um, and I, I think he's going to look to bring the puck up more. I think he's going to look to shoot more. So, yes, I think his goals are going to go up. But the other thing is you never really know, too. I mean, we're assuming that everybody's going to be <clears throat> excuse me, healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not good that everybody is. But, you know, it's inevitable that somebody somewhere is going to get injured over the course of an 82-game season. So, you, you know, I mean, I wouldn't. You know, he could get 41 points because he's getting power play time because somebody else is hurt. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah. you know, which is not what not how you want it to happen. But, you know, that does that stuff does happen. Uh, Zach Jones uh, yeah. makes a team six defensemen. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What do you think that bottom pairing there? Uh, Libor Hayek still laying the weeds there for the Rangers. Uh, I, do you see it as a, any part of a rotation or is this Jones's job to lose basically now and see how he plays? I think it's Jones's job to lose. Um, you know, I was looking to see if maybe they would have put in a waiver claim for a veteran guy, which they didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Jones's job to lose for now. Uh, that's, that seems to be, you know, the, you know, Gallant's sort of, um, profile right i mean last year we kept asking him when libor didn't play for i don't know 10 12 18 20 games whatever it was like you know do you feel it's important to get him into a game just to get him into a game and he i don't think was interested in doing that like he's like look you know i mean unless somebody you know everybody's everybody's healthy and everybody's playing well why would i take somebody out just because so Mm -hmm. I i don't see him doing that with jones now to say that zach jones is gonna plug in and 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 be in there every night, every shift, 
you know, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I have my doubts, I won't say doubts, but I have my questions about Zach Jones. I mean, I, I look at him and he can do some wonderful things. He's a great skater and he's a smart guy, um, but he's not big, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I look at him, he's very slight. And, and, you know, he told us the first day of training camp that he, you know, he, gained, he put on 10 pounds, which is great. He needed it. Um, but he's still very small. And, um, and, and I, I wonder if, if that's, that's going to prove to be something that will hold them back from being, you know, a regular guy in the lineup every night. I think, I think it, he may struggle at times and, and this size probably has something to do with it, but I think it's his, it's his to lose at this point. I think it was good for him last year to get that full year in Hartford. Cause I, we've seen a lot of college kids, they come in and they'll burn out halfway through the year because they've only played 40 something games in a year. The 82 obviously is a taxing, especially for a guy his size. I think Fox kind of saw that with him his first year. He, he admitted to that he got tired towards the end of the year because he was kind of hit, hit a wall with his legs. But I would love to see Jones play some power play two unit. I think he did a great job in the preseason when he got time when Fox was out, when he was running the unit. Um, what was the was the second to last game? He had the nice setup on the power play yeah. goal with, with deflection by Mika in the slot. Uh, yeah. I just I think he's a good – I think – Watched him in Hartford a lot last year. He ran the power play there. I know Truba has a good shot, and I don't know. I, I think he's more of a plus on the blue line on the power on the second power play, just from a puck moving standpoint. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we, we've talked about this, um, you know, amongst ourselves in the in the press box, and uh, he's obviously different. He's he's more he's more like Fox in the way that he moves the puck, left handed as opposed to right handed. But mm-hmm. uh, but he's he's more of a of a a true power play quarterback where he's going to be looking to set people up versus Trubo's, you know, a shooter. But I think he, you know, I know Gallant likes that, you know, he mm-hmm. likes that, that, you know, that the second power play is a different look than the first. And he likes having, you know, the big, the big shot there at the point. And I think, uh, so, and I, and I, and I'm down with that. I mean, listen, it's, you know, Trubo's a good player too. Let's not, let's not sleep on him. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it is a different look. It is, it's a definitely, you know, like the, the, it's all young kids in Truba on that second. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's the 23 and under, right. I mean, I think, uh, what is Tito's, uh, 23 and Kako's 21 and, and Lafreniere's uh, 20. Lafreniere is going to be, well, he's 20, but he's going to be, I think tomorrow's his birthday. Actually, he's going to be 21. So he'll score tomorrow. He'll, or tonight, this will be out tonight. So well, yeah, this will be okay. Yeah, well, yeah, he, yeah. He's turning, he's turning twenty one on opening night. Let's, let's yeah, he'll 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 score on opening night for his twenty first birthday. Book that, <laughs> book that. When that happens, <laughs> I want I I want a tweet coming out from you when that happens. Kyle called it, Lafreniere twenty first birthday goal. All right, all right. I I'll, I'll I will do that. If 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 it happens, I will I will give credit where credit is due. There we go. I'll be reading Newsday the next day to see this. <laughs> <laughs> please take the podcast for promotional purposes as well. Thank you very much. Um, no, I, yeah. I mean, I, I know you mean, you know, Truba is like, and also the, maybe not the, you know, the most experienced in the ice. You have Truba out there as an experienced defenseman in case of let up a, a rush going the other way. I understand the whole reason behind it. I yeah. just like, I like him as a puck mover and the second power play unit. I mean, granted they only played what 35 seconds to 40 seconds, maybe a power play last year. Cause the first unit so good. Uh, sometimes they didn't even get the chance to go out there. You know, they didn't really, there wasn't too many goals at the second power play unit. So, you know, that's. Well, here's, here's another thing to consider. I mean, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of teams 
will use a power a second power play unit that has two defensemen. So um, let's say hypothetically, you know, Kravtsov right now is on that second power play unit. Let's say hypothetically he's not playing very well, or he's in a doghouse, or he's not in the lineup that night, or he's not playing that well that night. I mean, you could see a, a second power play unit that has two defensemen, and that would be Jones and Truba uh, in it. You know, mm-hmm. with with the kid line. So. I mean, that's, that's something he'll get, he'll get minutes. I just don't know that there'll be consistent minutes. Listen, it's a good problem to have. The Rangers have obviously probably one of the best quarterback defensemen in the NHL around Fox running the first unit. And you have Truba who can run a second unit Jones. And then you have, like we say, Keandre, yeah. you got four guys who can really step in on the defensive side and play very well in the power play. So it's and a not good problem that, to have. I mean, but as, as I recall, when uh, last season, when Fox was injured, uh, Braden Schneider took some time in the power play. So he's not a guy that you necessarily think of as running the point on the power play, but you know, he, he got some power play time last year when, when Fox was out. So, I mean, I don't, you know, it's, you know, maybe not a this year thing, but you know, perhaps a down the road thing where this guy could do it too, if you need him to. And has Galan said anything about playing time for Igor? Is there a game, you know, games he wants to get to, or you no? know, we haven't, we haven't asked him that. Um, and that's probably, that's, that's bad. On, uh, that's our bad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, look, I mean, he played 53 last year and missed three weeks with a groin straight. Yeah. He played a lot for in the end of the year. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would think that you'd like him to play a little bit more than 53, like, you know, because you'd like him to be healthy for the whole year and, and then, you know, if he, if he plays those three weeks that he missed last year, you know, maybe that's what is that 60 or so. Yeah. That eight, 10 starts maybe. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would think somewhere between 55 and, you know, 65 games. Um, but my concern is, you know, he's not a huge guy. Like, you know, he's, you know, when, when Marty Brodeur back in the heyday was playing 72 games or 76 games, whatever it was that he played, I mean, he was a big guy, you know, and, and, uh, and they were, they had a physical defense and stuff. I mean, he was not a big guy, he's kind of slight, you know, he gets bumped and he, and he, and he falls down, you know, we're always holding our breath with him and stuff. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, you know, old school, but, um, you know, I would, I would not want to overuse him because you want that guy fresh in the spring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So let's, what? uh, well, that's let's what I thought from him and then, and then, you know, get, get some, you know, mileage out of the other guy. That's why I like Halak coming in. A veteran guy has started, backed up, kills the Rangers. I mean, I'm sure you talked to <laughs> any, any of your Islander friends, they'll tell you how much he loves beating the Ranger. Every time the guy played, in MSG, he won. You should ask him about that. Ask him if uh, I did. I he's got a loss. And and I, I said, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, you were a Rangers killer. And he said to me, yeah, well, I, I hope I'm not a Rangers killer anymore. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, so no, but I, I, look, it's a, it's a, it's a better, I think, goaltending situation because Igor has to get the lion's share of the work, and poor Alex Georgiev, mm-hmm. you know, just couldn't you know, couldn't thrive and couldn't be successful in the role that he was in last year as a backup goalie, as a 26-year-old guy. So, you know, he's moved on. He's going to have a shot to, to earn some more playing time and, and, you know, good luck to him. And Igor is going to get whatever Igor, Igor needs, you know. If he plays well and feels good, he's going to play the next game, you know, and that's 
that's how it's going to be. And, and, um, and Halak gets that, you know, and Halak will be ready, you know, whenever it is that they say go in there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I think everyone's excited for this year. Uh, I know you can't wait to get it started. I can't wait to see the Rangers out there. So thanks so much again for jumping on for your non predictions. We'll uh, <laughs> follow along with those. And, uh, and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully get you back on soon when anything crazy happens or uh, just to talk because we, I love having you on the show. Well, I'm at your service. Anytime you need me, just, uh, you know, just reach out. I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to get on with you. It's, it's, you know, I enjoy it. And don't worry when Lafayette scores tonight, I'll be the first person to text you. Do not worry about it. <laughs> All right. You do that. Uh, thank you so much to my, my friend there, Colin, for coming on. He is awesome. He does such a good job covering the Rangers for Newsday. All the all the Rangers beat reporters do an excellent job. Uh, but, yeah, Colin's been great coming on the show three times now. That is the uh, the all-time record so far, three-time guest. Uh, so I cannot thank him enough for jumping on. And it's great that him and the other writers are back in the, uh, back in the uh, locker room talking to these guys. Get to see a little more of their personality, hopefully, this season. Um, you know, it's not just guys sitting up at the podium and answering questions and the same three guys over and over again. So hopefully we get, you know, more players, you know, more perspective from people. Uh, so that's exciting for Ranger fans. That's good for everybody, uh, you know, just to hear from more guys. So uh, I know he's excited. I'm excited for tonight. Finally opening nights here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the New York Rangers are back. The Gardens give you a live. And if you're going to tonight's game, you know, make sure you bring it tonight. Let the Lightning know. Uh, the Ranger fans are back and, uh, and make sure you tell all your friends to go and subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts. And if they do, please leave us a five-star review because every five-star review, a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. So please take one moment out of your day, go subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review and a dollar is donated to an outstanding cause helping fight pediatric cancer. Make sure you go and find the show on Spotify and subscribe and leave a five-star review there. You can also find the show on Google play. Amazon Music, Pandora, Spreaker, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us there. Make sure you're following the show on Instagram at the Broadway Hat Podcast and also on Facebook at the Broadway Hat Podcast. Make sure you find the show on Twitter at Broadway Hat Pod and also my personal account at KHOLNY, where all New York Ranger updates can be found. Uh, obviously, today was an exciting day with waivers. We had that right away, so make sure you go on there, follow me on there for all New York Ranger updates. And uh, we're so excited for this season. The third season covering the Rangers. It's I'm so excited hockey is here. Let's go Rangers, and we'll see you next week. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.